You know, like I've said before, growing up in the military had its absolute unique advantages, certainly a unique lifestyle. I've looked back on my childhood many times, especially uh, at the age I am now, you know, you tend to look back on all the, the wonderful memories that you have. And I just try to figure it out six ways from Sunday, all the different ways that being raised in the military, you know, was different. One thing is, I guess in our dads and some people, their moms, but our dads, I guess it, it was, uh, they were trained and it was instilled in them just a strong sense of camaraderie. I've got your back. You've got my back. And, you know, they instilled that into their families as well. And not to mention the accountability. You know, I've mentioned before that even the families, we had to go by the same accountability. Uh, being dependents in the military as our, our dads, our parents did, uh, actually being uh, service members. And, you know, you they would hold uh, the service members accountable. And you know what they say, it rolls down. <laughs> if we got in trouble, you know, dad got in trouble, and then we'd get in trouble again. So that's why you always dreaded that phone call from school. You know, you could take your SWATs all day long, but well, you don't call dad. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, again, growing up in the Air Force like that, we tended to do everybody. It was, we were in a community. Now, I know, you know, in civilians, whatever neighborhood you're from, or even a small town, you grew up in a community. Well, even though we moved around a lot, we were always all, even if we were the new guy, in the same community. And what made the military community unique, I think one of the things is we were all on the same page, all on the same page. We're all in the military. We all had someone to answer to. I mean, directly now, you know, you can imagine. And it just created uh, not not only a sense of security, but it cre there was security in our lives. I mean, for goodness sakes, we lived in a gated community, you know, living on base. And it was us on the inside. And I don't know, it was seems like the world's problems were on the outside. Now, I don't, I don't mean to say for a minute it was us against them. That's not what I'm saying. But we were separated. It was a good life. Uh, it was neat. We got to do and see a lot of things, uh, you know, civilian uh, kiddos never got to do. Was it a better life? I don't know. Looking back, like I said, I've, I've tried to uh, f figure that out, and I don't know if it's better or not. I guess they both have some pretty strong pros and cons either way if, if you want to line them up side by side. But anyway, like I said, we've done uh, military things, and, and one of the things early on, now I'm, this was probably about 1968, 69. We were stationed in Loma Linda, California, which is not very far out of Los Angeles, and Dad was stationed at Norton Air Force Base. Now, at this particular base in this particular time, we were not living on base housing. Dad just didn't have the rank. Well, he had the rank. He just didn't have the time, time and service in. The thing about this time, and, and even uh, further up into the early, well, probably mid-70s, is rank was, uh, enlisted rank was kind of frozen in the Air Force because of the Vietnam War. So we lived off base and that was fine, but I'll never forget. And even now, you know, I, th I think they still have it, but you know, on Armed Forces Day, many military bases celebrate by putting different aircraft and military vehicles out on the flight line for public display. You know, you can go check them out and, and many of them even offer an air show. Through my life, I have witnessed many, many of these Armed Forces Day displays. Let's just call them that. And they're all, they all were really nice, but this one at Norton Air Force Base. Now you got to remember, I'm only in about the second grade. 
But I remember it like I was standing out there with them child eyes <laughs> looking at it yesterday. You know, you can imagine a little boy uh, looking at uh, these all these planes and, and uh, jets and all these things are just larger than life. And during that time, post-World War II movies were popular on TV and you know, so many of them are classics today. So, and I, I, you know, we watched all that stuff growing up, just like any other American uh, a boy did. You know, so to see all this stuff firsthand is like wow. But all that aside, the larger in life stuff aside, that was probably by far the best one. And and I say that because that's the kind of stuff we did because that's the community we lived in. I'm not saying we didn't go out and do civilian stuff, you know, and go to the fair and stuff like that. But if we were going to go somewhere close in our community, it was military stuff. And they never disappointed. Then, uh, well, after that, actually, we, we moved to Panama. Dad got stationed at Howard Air Force Base in the Canal Zone. I think I've touched on that in the past episode. They didn't have an air show there. But, oh, I don't know, probably about midway through our, our time there, it seemed like Columbia had a, a big earthquake back then. This is this is early, early 70s. You can probably Google it and find it out. But anyway, Howard Air Force Base was a refueling point stop for these planes. You know, many of them were C-5A galaxies, C-141 uh, planes. And these were all from uh, Military Airlift Command. And, you know, that's what Norton Air Force Base was, a, was a Military Airlift Command. But anyway, the military being what they are, they did not miss the opportunity to show off their assets. Now, listen, I don't know, you know, some of you old Air Force brats have probably been up close and seen, but the C-5A Galaxy, this thing is so big that even kid, it was really larger than life. But put that thing on static display there for a couple of days. I think probably more because they were doing some sort of little maintenance on it. But nonetheless, why it sat there. They gave tours and let everybody, they just opened it up, let people walk through it, you know, military people. And, uh, oh, you know, there again, in Panama, for sure, you could go off base and out of the canal zone and do stuff, but you were better off to stay inside U.S. territory and do your thing there. <laughs> so you jumped at the chance, I guess is what I'm trying to say, to be a part of, take part in a lot of these military activities. You know, they'd done their best. They tried to, uh, you know, have... Uh, for teenagers, they had a, a recreation hall, and uh, I don't know, you know, the, the, especially overseas in Panama, they always tried to go above and beyond, trying to compensate for everybody being kind of out of, out of, uh, I don't know, out of pocket or something, maybe, uh, you know, being overseas and not back in the states, and you know, they they just they try to do their best, and they done a pretty good job. Panama was, was beautiful country, just absolute paradise over there. We were any of us that got to live over there was fortunate and oh man of stories you know it's just uh, just phenomenal it's really neat stuff the history over there is probably boring to a lot of people but you know for us that lived over there it was really neat you know many times as as civilians jumping ahead just here a little bit you know even as civilians you know when we go on vacation whether you go to the beach or wherever you go or Six Flags or Disney World, it doesn't matter. You're just having a grand old time and trying to, to squeeze so much in just a, a few days or a week or so. And you just run, 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 run. You know, you just wore out. You're, you just eat, you, you eat and, and sleep long enough to get some rest and you're back out again the next day. But, you know, as fun as you have going on these vacations, how many of you know that it's always nice to get back home? It's always nice to get back in your own shower, you know, in your own bed, 
kick your feet up, watch TV in your own house, <laughs> look through the pictures, talk about the memories. Panama was kind of like that. It, it was kind of, like I said, paradise, a big vacation. But coming back to the United States was like coming home from vacation. It was so nice. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't care who you are. I, I, I honestly think that, you know, while you're over there in places like that, you may enjoy it a lot. But in the back of your mind, at some point or another, you're entertaining wanting to come back home. I don't, I don't doubt that a bit. I did. I know that for sure. Well, the return point uh, for military personnel from Panama was Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, it, was a, it was a military airlift command base as well. Well, come back on a a government chartered, uh, actually it was Braniff Airlines. And, uh, you know, you just land right there on the military base and uh, they had a terminal there, of course. We get off and walking, walking across the flight line. But this base was huge. And look, at, you could see, like I said, you were on the flight line. You could look down there and there was these C-141 Starlifters. These, these, uh, they're not C-5As, they're not that big, but, but they're, they're just beautiful planes, just lined up perfect military precision, just almost as far as a kid's eye could see. And I'll never forget that. It was just, it was beautiful. And, you know, those are some of the things that comparing what a civilian kiddo gets to do and a military kiddo gets to do that where those pros and cons kind of, you know, come into fact. But anyway, we got uh, in the terminal and, and we're just ecstatic about being home. Now, me and my mother and sister, we came back just a little bit before dad did. And, uh, we were going to be there, oh, I don't know, two or three days before our next flight. We were going to fly to California to uh, stay with my aunt and uncle and their family. Anyway, we were on base housing. Now, this was uh, the same base housing, actually, a guest housing, not based housing, guest housing, real close to the, to the air terminal that we stayed in before we went to Panama. So it was kind of neat, you know, hey, here we are. As, as a kid, you know, it seems like forever, but it was really only just a few years. Anyway, that was just a lot of fun. And 1970, the Beatles released Let It Be. I know you guys remember that. You know, out of all the, the life's journeys uh, as, a, as a kiddo, it doesn't matter really if you grew up in the military or not. It's these songs that we listen to as kiddos. You know, just talking about our generation coming up through the 70s, coming of age in the later 70s. And, uh, you know, whether we actually listen to the, the lyrics or not, all of them anyway is beside the point. It's just they were catchy little tunes, and maybe we just found strength in the chorus, or, uh, you know, the chorus would cause our imagination just to carry us wherever, off this military base or out of your neighborhood or wherever you happen to be. You know, uh, Let It Be was one of those songs, I think, for many of us. And, uh, of course, it hit number one pretty quick. <laughs> but I didn't know this till recently. Uh, I guess now in my life, Looking back on some of that stuff, uh, you know, the details and the, and the stats become a little more important than they did then. That was their last and final single for the Beatles before their breakup, you know, making it a poignant and memorable farewell. And I, I didn't know that till recently, but boy, it's, it's, a, it's a classic. I mean, forevermore, it just it rings in our hearts, don't it? Those songs like that, just mellow and smooth. And I, I can remember listening to that for some of the first times we lived in Panama was on base housing and we'd have of course the military paid all your utility you live on base there anyway they, they pay all your utilities everything's good to go and of course it's hot over there <laughs> and the humidity's even worse but uh so the air conditioner was just running 90 to nothing all the time 
they have two seasons, rainy season and dry season. Well, when it's rainy season, I mean, it's raining, brother. And it, I mean, it don't stop. <laughs> kind of like that Forrest Gump movie, you remember? Showed him over in Vietnam. He said, one day it just started raining. It rained and rained. It rained sideways and upside down. That's what it was in Panama in the rainy season. So many times, you know, you just didn't want to go outside. Uh, so, you you know, you, uh, as, as a young kiddo, you'd sit in your room and listen to this stuff and just find inspiration and just listen to this stuff over and over again, you know. And back then, especially overseas, we didn't have satellite radio or anything. So we were really dependent on armed forces radio. And at different times of the day would depend on what genre was playing. So you, I can't remember what the time was for, uh, you know, rock but we'd always wait for that time. We'd have our cassette player there during that time with our fingers always on the record and play button. It seemed like to try to record our favorite song, play it over and over again. But anyway, so uh, another song that came out while we were in Panama. And, and probably, if I remember right, this was the first album that I ever had. My, my parents bought it for me, the first one I ever had. And that was American Pie by Don McLean. And um, I, I had played that played that album just that song uh, over and over it's one i didn't wear the the needle through the to, through the record record you know <laughs> but hey how, how many of you know that's still an anthem today i mean that's that's up there and as powerful as sweet home alabama was for leonard skinnard i mean people people pause and turn the radio up when that song comes up but of course it hit number one for a long time it's an eight-minute song, for goodness sakes, and which is good because, you know, a person could uh, just listen to it and listen to it forever. And that kind of was a symbol of the end of the, I guess, the I- idealistic 60s. You know, that was, hey, look, the 60s are over. Here comes a new era. And uh, it seemed like American Pie was the, the the bridge that bridged that gap that transitioned us into the 70s as we know it. And, and in the 70s, of course, the music just gradually just began to change and better and better and better. And uh, classic rock today, I mean, for goodness sakes, a year after, well, I'll just say this in 1971, you know, John Lennon released Imagine. And it's just been an enduring anthem peace and unity and still had a, a whole bunch of that uh, 60s love in it, you know. But it's a timeless classic. And I, I was always a pretty, I like John Lennon's music. I, I, I did, but I don't know. I, I just don't have anything else to say about that, but that hurt anybody's feelings. But anyway, <laughs> those hits, 70, 71, 72, they just had a profound uh, influence on the rest of what was to come in 73 and 74, 75. And then, you know, we get up there and then, you know, here we, we got stuff like Boston's first album uh, coming out. And, uh, oh my gosh, that just turned, uh, you talk about bridging the gap, gap now. I mean, that just turned everybody's, every high schooler's world upside down. How many eight track tapes did we wear out listening to that stuff? <laughs> For goodness sakes. And then, uh, you know, I've mentioned this in past episode, but uh, during that, that era, that Hotel California, oh my gosh, is still a classic, a classic album, not to mention the classic song. And some of the, a lot of those great hits, many of them, the style uh, is, I think, directly referenced to some of those early hits, uh, you know, American Pie and Let It Be and Imagine and 
it, you know, gosh, uh, the list can just go on and on that just kind of started paving that road up to where we were at. You know, because I think with Boston anyway, it was not, oh, call it what you want. It, it wasn't heavy metal, but it wasn't necessarily soft rock either. But, you know, when I was in high school, you had, you know, the Casey Kasem people on one side and the hard rock guys on the other. But it seemed like Boston's first uh, album kind of bridged that gap as well. And if if only for a short time, it kind of put everybody on the same page. And guys that, that were hardcore listening to the hard hard rock or uh, music or whatever, uh, I don't know that they'd ever mentioned in public, you know, that, that they liked the Bee Gees or Rod Stewart or anything like that, but I just can't help but wonder, you know, at home track or album collection, they didn't have a song or two somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> so, some of the ways we act when we were in high school, I was watching Red Dawn. You remember that old uh, Red Dawn movie, the Russians or whatever is landing. It was kind of, you know, some, the bravado that, that those high school boys, the Wolverines had in that movie. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of, kind of made you cringe a little bit because <laughs> you're thinking, oh man, that's, that's some of the thing, same things we used to say, or, you know, we used to act like that. And, and worse than that, our friends would act like that back. And uh, you just kind of cringe at seeing those high school kids crying and acting like what in their mind what would be adults, you know, and, and that's all good. But anyway, kind of just takes you down, jogs your memory rather, I guess. Anyway, a few of those tunes, short time there, at least through the 70s, you know, living in Panama and, and maybe starting in Norton Air Force Base. And from 70 on, that's kind of when, you know, those songs started kind of paving that road for me, coming of age slowly and, and appreciating all that good music. And I think that music and those times formed how a lot of us are even today, whether it's common sense or, uh, you know, more understanding, seeing things through a different lens, maybe. But I think it's all a good thing. It was all fun, nonetheless, and a lot of good memories to look back on, for sure. But hey, today's over, and I got to end this thing, and thanks for tuning back in, and I guess I'll see you soon. Later.